Welcome to Spinning Fire Episode 2. We got Alon and Albert from Cashflow Media. They got a digital marketing agency. And we're here saying, what's up, gang? What up, what up, up? Listen, if you are a young entrepreneur, a young sales guy, and you're motivated, you're hungry, you want to learn some more, follow me on Stitcher, follow me on iTunes, all right? Follow me on Anchor, follow me all over the place, baby. And uh, we're going to spit some fire today. You guys ready for that, gang? Oh, yeah. All right, man, we're going to spit some fire. So listen, uh, Albert, you guys have been doing very successful things in the... uh, uh, what is it called? Uh, digital marketing. The digital space, marketing yeah. space as well, but also with your day-to-day business. Don't forget about that. Oh, You're very yeah, successful yeah. in that as well. Number one optical in the Bronx. Come check me out. Change yep. eyewear. Change your eyewear. Like the iPhone, you need the eyewear. You know what I'm saying? And we also yeah. have, listen, Alon also has a very successful business in the Diamond District uh, with his family-owned business. It's a gold refinery. We so, uh, melt gold, turn them into bars, and sell them out to the banks. Absolutely, man. So if you're scared about your money, you know, the dollar value going down, man, you better get some gold from this guy, man, right? Get some gold. <laughs> get some gold. So listen, today we're going to talk about uh, entrepreneurship, salesmanship, uh, how to actually expand your income, expand. This is what the show is all about, about spitting fire, spitting the truth. Some of you guys may cry, some of you guys may not like me, but at the end of the day, you're going to love me because I'm spitting the truth, and that's what we're all about. So I'm going to have uh, Albert run the questions and kind of we're going to talk about this and see how can we add value to all you young hustlers, young ambitious monsters out there who want to actually increase your income and increase value in the marketplace. So uh, go ahead, Albert. Thank you. Thank you. Well, first and foremost, I'd like to say, Mike, I'm actually a big, big fan of you. You actually inspire me in a lot of ways. Every day I wake up and I see you pumping content. Like, you know, you work really, really hard. And I see a lot of your salespeople, they're on a whole nother level. I see a lot of these guys were doing a whole bunch of other things. And then whenever they met you, they changed completely. You really changed them. So I really want to give you a lot that. of credit for that. You know I what I mean? That. You really motivate me. As much as I've been doing business, you took me 10 x it for me. I appreciate that. So, I just want to say that's not really me. It's all God. Because at the end of the day, if it wasn't for God to bless me and, and give me that luck, which I call myself lucky, right? Because you got to be blessed and lucky. Yes, yes. If I didn't have that blessing and luck with me, I would have never been where I'm at today. So I, 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 I praise God every single day. I thank Him every day because I'm a pawn in... I'm a pawn in his eyes, but I'm a king in my in my head, so to say. And that, what that means is I'm extremely confident of who I am, but in front of God, I'm nothing. Without him, I'm literally nothing. So I appreciate that, but it all goes, all the glorification goes to him, and that's what I'm all about, adding value and impact the next generation. For sure, for sure. Respect, respect to that. One thing I wanted to ask you is, how do you grab people's attention? Very, very good question, actually. I'm, listen, like, how do you get their interest? You know what I'm saying? Because I find it like really hard sometimes whenever me and Alon actually go out there and we're trying to get clients and, you know, they're they're not really like, you know, they're, oh, we don't want to do this, we don't want to do that. How do you get them like really, you know, how do you snap them into and place? how you, when you grab it, how do you keep their attention? That, that's a good question. So I, I pretty much learned one thing that you, attention, money follows attention. Okay, the reason why most businesses are not successful is number one is they don't have enough cash, cash flow. Which is what you guys do. You guys actually help businesses increase cash flow. So mm-hmm. for those of you that need more cash flow, you need to talk to these guys. So they increase your cash flow. But the second problem, and the only way to actually create cash flow, is through attention. A lot of people uh, have obscurity. They have nobody knows who you are. For example, you could be the best piano player, but if nobody knows how amazing you play, I mean, you're not gonna be you're not gonna be amazing. I mean, you being amazing in your house ain't gonna do nothing for anybody. You're not adding any kind of value. So if people don't know who you are. If you're if you're obscure in the marketplace, okay. If you're not omnipresent like you're supposed to be, then nobody will know who you are, and you're not gonna be able to add value, and you're gonna lose. And that's how most businesses fail, right? Ninety percent of businesses fail within the first couple of years of opening up. Why? Because nobody knows who they are. 
mom and pop shops all over the place, right? But if you hear of businesses that, you know, like Target or or Netflix, I mean, everybody knows about Netflix. And because it's so so omnipresent, everybody knows about them, they could charge you $7.99 a month and still survive because they got millions and millions of people. So the best way to start is to get yourself known in the marketplace, you know? Number one way to do it is to talk to people, right? You have your sphere of influence. You have, I call it the A-list, the B-list, and the C-list, right? So you have people that are in your A-list are your friends, your family, right? People that are close to you, people that you actually grew up with, your boys, your homeboys, right? Maybe your homegirls, your neighbors that are really close to you, right? Close family, uncles, aunts, those are pretty much your A-list, right? And they need to know what you're doing. So many people are afraid to contact their friends and family about their business or the product or the service. The first people you need to sell products to is the people that you know, the people that you're actually closest to. Why wouldn't you call your uncle who has a, a dry cleaning business and say, hey, listen, gang, I can increase cash flow for your company. Why not go to your uncle who owns a jewelry store down the block? Why not go to your, your best friend's dad and say, yo, listen, you know me for 20 years. Why don't you come and help me and support my business? I'm going to support your business by helping you grow. A lot of people don't do that. They try to find new customers by going completely into the, into the C-list, which is, I'm going to get that in a second, right? They start talking to random people. But your sure. best your best income comes from people that already know you. Right? Yeah, that's true. It's good. Like once you can sell it to your friends and family, that means you know there's a market for it. Different. Not always. Not always. Not always. Because I learned from Damon John, who's very successful, guy, guy who created FUBU. You don't want to get the opinions of your close friends and family because a lot of times they'll tell you the they won't tell you the truth about your product. They'll just be nice and say, Yeah, 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 it's a good product because they don't want to hurt your feelings. Exactly. Yeah, the yeah, true yeah. information that the true uh 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 Industry analysis or market analysis or product analysis you need to get from who it's pretty much your strangers, your C-list. And I'm going to get that in a second because they don't know you. They don't care to hurt your feelings. They're going to tell you, oh, shit, this product sucks, man. I mean, who's ever tried a pro product that sucks, right? Think about no, it. Yeah, yeah, of course. I tried a product today that sucked. I'm like, oh, my God. I guarantee you that I'm going to tell them, listen, the guy asked me how's my product. I'm like, yo, this shit sucks. Only a stranger could really tell you because there's no emotion involved. Absolutely. Yeah. So when it comes to the A-list, the, the reason why you want to target the A-list is because you want attention, right? In the beginning, you're not looking for their information. You're not looking to care what their opinion is. You just want to get, you want to sell a product. If they like it, awesome. If they don't like it, awesome. I don't care about their opinion at the end of the day because I'm the a real opinion comes from the C-list. I'm going to get that in a second. But most people don't talk to their friends and family about their businesses. First of all, they're afraid, right? Because they're afraid to what? Fail and have them look at them and say, ah, I told you. See, my biggest, my biggest thing that I ever did was when I started my first business in 19, everybody knew what I was doing. I wasn't ashamed of it. I called people that I told my friends. They laughed at me. Some of them were good for me. You know, I talked to everybody that knew what I was doing. Why? Because I wanted them to know who I am. So if anything comes along their way about that specific product or service, they think of me. Right? So the next list is the B list. Those are pretty much acquaintances, college friends, high school friends, people you haven't talked to in a long time, people you kind of say hi, bye to, like you're super Right? I don't know my super intimately. Right? I just, you know, hey, bye. What's up, Jesus? That's it. Right? You say hi, bye, whatever, to people that you probably see in the grocery store. So those are your B-list, acquaintances. Those are about maybe, you know, anywhere from 200, maybe three, 400 people that you actually know in your sphere of influence. Think about it. You got to make a list. Right? And then goes your C-list. Your C-list is the infinite list, I call it, because there's 7 billion people out there. It's infinite. And there's more people growing and more people getting born every day. There's new, there's more 18-year-olds in New York City alone then you're going to fire this whole year or your whole lifetime. There's hundreds of thousands of new people every single day that are turning 18. So the market is just growing every single day. People are growing. People are stagnating. People are dying. It's just part of life, right? So you always have to understand that if somebody doesn't like your product, somebody, you, if, if, if Joey Shimobi doesn't like it, somebody else will. As long as it's a good product and service and as long as it works, right, you don't have to worry about other people's opinion. Because there's always going to be that little 
section is not going to appreciate what you're offering. But in your in your in your in your business, right, in casual media or anybody's business, for anyone that's listening, if you have a dentist, if you're a dentist, you have a dental practice, you have a chiropractor, you know, you're a gym teacher, whatever the case is, you want to make sure that you're not just talking to your cousin about your business, but you're talking to everybody in your sphere of influence. So you get attention. That's the first way to do it. And the first way to do it is talk to them, right? Also, social media. Social media is not the past. Social media is not the future. It's today, right? I learned from Gary Vee, Crush. If you read the book Crush It, it was a couple years back. Everybody was like, ah, he's crazy, this and that. He was right. Everybody right now is focused on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, Snapchat. Well, I don't know about Snapchat. I might die soon. I don't know. But uh, do you guys remember Meerkat? Some of you guys don't even know what that is. Some of you young folks that are 18 like, what's Meerkat? Exactly my point. It came for one, two years, and boom, it was gone. What about Periscope? MySpace. Right? Periscope? I mean, this is it Periscope? MySpace. Forget about it, man. Right? Tom was gone, bro. Tom lost all his friends. But there was a reason for that. He was a man in high school for us. He was a man for high school for us, but there was a reason why he died. Right? He didn't do things the right way. Facebook came and just said, smack out of here. He didn't innovate. He got complacent. One thing about Facebook is they're always innovating. They're always ahead of the trend. They're always moving forward. And that's why everybody spends all their money on Facebook ads. Right? Most people. Why? Because that's where all the eyeballs are at. You want to focus where attention is at. You want attention. Attention is good. A lot of times your mommy and daddy said, oh, you need attention. Stay low. Be under the radar. Who's ever told you that? Did, you ever, did your mom ever tell you stay under the radar? Definitely. All my life, actually. Stay under the radar. You don't want them to see you. Behave yourself. Sats. In Russian, they say, Sats pravilna. Right? Sit the right way. Like, I was like, yo, what's going on with this stuff? I want to be me. I want everyone to know me. Hey, I'm here. Let's go. What can I do for you? When I walk into a room, I'm like, hey, I'm here. Let me help you. Right? I want to help. Sure. Yeah. I want people to know, hey, I'm here. What's up? If someone doesn't acknowledge me, I'm going to get their attention. I want attention, baby. Attention. Money so, follows attention. I see that, you know, you're very out there and I love that. You know, I love your enthusiasm and everything. But, but like, let's say you're you're in a room full of people. You're trying to get attention and all that. And, you know, how do you deal with rejection? Because, you know, we have those good share of people. They they just want to reject people or be an asshole or whatever. You know what I mean? Rejection is rejection is good. Rejection is one of the biggest blessings you can get. If you're not getting rejected, you're not you're not getting blessings. When somebody says no to you after a hundred times, what you start to do is either you quit or you win. You start being creative. Okay, how do I get this guy to say yes? See, when things go your way and an easy route, you're never going to innovate. You're never going to learn. You're never going to grow. You're just going to kind of accept that. That's, you know, it's, it's good. But when things are tough and you put your back against the wall, what happens is you start to say, oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. How do I figure this sucker out? And through that figuring out, you, be, you, become, a, you become a creative monster. And you create 20 times better strategies than you would if you were to win. So losing is actually part of my life. I love losing. I love taking L's. And this is my fucking L. That's my L. I want to lose because I want to learn from that L. No one's going to learn from that L more than me. And I don't mind looking like a loser in front of all my friends or family, quote unquote, or my people on Instagram. I don't care because I, through that struggle, through that downward struggle, people are going to respect me more when I win. And they're going to follow me and understand me. I wish I could have taken my you know, videos and podcasts, all the stuff, when I was actually growing in my businesses. A lot of people say, well, Michael, look at you now, right? You went from zero to hero. Well, not really. I mean, I wish I could take videos of myself and show how I struggled for seven years. Nobody knew who I was for a long time, right? I was just busting my ass, figuring myself out, building me. So rejection is part of the game. And you have to have what I call testicular fortitude. You have to be able to have tough skin, right? You have to have, you have to be a velvet brick. You have to. And you got to make sure that if someone says no to you, they're not saying no to you. They're saying no to maybe the opportunity at that moment. And no stands for next opportunity. 
right? So a lot of people take rejection personally. They think something is wrong with them. What they don't realize is they're saying no because they don't understand. Maybe they're not getting enough value. Not only that, but they don't get, they don't, sometimes they don't know. Maybe they're not getting enough value, but they don't know. What is risk? The less knowledge, the higher, right? The higher the risk. The higher, the more knowledge you have, the less there's risk. Like right now, if I told you, listen, I'm going to bet with you right now that if I throw the share out the window, it's going to flow for $1,000. What would you say to me? Throw it, and if, if, if it floats, I get a thousand. If it goes on the ground, you get a thousand. Yep. Based on your knowledge, what would you say? It's not gonna float. It's not gonna float because you, you know. Can't define the laws of gravity. Because you know there's a law of gravity. Exactly. But let's say I'm a two year old kid and I don't understand that. He would probably not know. He'd be like, uh, Yeah. He exactly. wouldn't know. Yeah. When you don't know K N O W, you get N O. Right? So when people don't know, they just say no right away. Ever walk into a store and the first thing someone does, they ask you, how are you doing today? You looking for something? No, no. It's an RDR, man. It's a reactionary defense response. They're not saying no because of just rejection. They're just saying no because they don't know enough. They don't know what they're looking for. This is kind of like it's an automatic response. A lot of those people reject you, but they're not rejecting you. It's just an automatic response. And people take it personally. They go home and they cry about it. Oh, my God. Hey, you want to wear my glasses today? Listen, this happens, bro. But you got to you gotta be able to put enough LOA, law of averages, in whatever game you're putting through, whether it's basketball. If you want to be a basketball player, you better dribble that motherfucking ball 30,000 times more than anybody else in the field. If you want to be a professional athlete, if you want to be a videographer, whatever the case is, you got to do, you got to action. Action creates frequency. Frequency creates abundance of rejection, but through the rejection, you figure out there's a thousand other yeses out there. It's interesting that you say that, you know, with the dribbling and how... You know how people should, you know, basically 10x and whatever they're doing. I actually, I was looking up uh, Steven Spielberg today, and apparently he started. I mean, I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Steven Spielberg. Oh yeah, he's one of the best uh, directors, uh, producers of all time. He actually started shooting film when he was seven years old, and people right away see them and they think, "Oh my God!" Right away, he's so lucky. But in reality, he actually he put in the work since he was seven years old. Warren Buffett is another one. Absolutely. I mean, he started uh, finance and all that thing when he was also like nine years old or twelve years old, and he became a billionaire in his fifties. But yeah. people want result right away. Absolutely. So a lot of young people right now they live in a popcorn society. They want things to pop like that. They see Instagram stories. They see people. A lot of people right now. A lot of young folks are getting confused. Man, they're lost. Mommy and daddy say go to school. And what they actually see is Instagram people all over the world traveling with pictures that are not even theirs. It's ridiculous. You have these 20-year-old kids that think that success comes in one week. Especially with e-marketing. People making millions in their 20s. And they think it's, it's you know, quick hit, quick hit. They don't understand that it takes a lot of patience. And not just patience like a doctor. Because I don't like patience. I don't need patience. I'm not a doctor. I like aggressive patience. I'm aggressively patient for my success. But I'm aggressively pushing forward as much as I can. I'm going to do my part. I learned one thing. I sow, God grows. That's it. But I got to do my part. So the popcorn society is what kills a lot of young folks, right? The best thing I think nowadays is the way we should look at life is like a, like a rock, right? And we should slowly chip it away every single day and basically uh, sculpt ourselves, basically. Absolutely. I mean, if you chip it away right away, that, that rock is going to go in half and you can't just put it back together expecting that things are going to get better for you. Absolutely. So little by little, you sculpt it. You're sculpting, 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 and you make it a great masterpiece. A great overall. book to read about. about the sli It's called The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson. He talks about the compounding effect. Most people, if I offered someone right now, all right, if I offered you a penny, right, a penny doubled for the next 30 days, or I give you a million dollars cash right now, which one would you pick? Most people would pick what? Cash. Cash That's money, right. man. The million, give me that money, right? Who's got my money? A million dollar cash. And most people wouldn't understand the word compound 
compound effect, right? That penny doubled over 30 days is $5 million. By 31st day, it's already 11 million bucks. That's amazing. Correct. That's the compound effect. Most people don't understand the compound effect. I'll give you another example, the bamboo tree. The first five years of a bamboo tree, there is no tree. It's, it's invisible. It's not, it, you don't see anything in the ground. But what it's doing is what? It's building its roots. It's building its foundation. The first five years. All of a sudden, boom. After a couple of days, after the fifth year, it starts to grow. Not three inches a day, man. Three feet a day. If you ever see the bamboo tree, just don't sit on the floor at that moment. Okay? It's going to hurt. <laughs> you know what I mean? But hey, three feet a day, bamboo trees grow. Why? Because they built the foundation strong enough, and then boop, they spread up. I am a bamboo tree. Wow, I mean, you understand? I agree with you, yeah. And, and then all of a sudden, you start feeling blessed and lucky. You start feeling lucky. As if you do something. No, no, you no, didn't no. do shit, man. All the compound and effect, all the rejections, all the no's, all the tears, all the pain, all the misery, all the depressing moments, all the, the fears, all the worries, all the doubts, all added up collectively with the action, because it was always there. I was a scared motherfucker. I was always scared, man. I did everything through fear as a young kid. I was scared. I started building my businesses out of a nightmare. I didn't want to live the way I lived as a kid. Now, that's the, I have no dreams. Some of you guys have no dreams. That's fine. You don't need a dream. You need a nightmare sometimes to wake you up and say, holy crap, I do not want to live like this. And when you figure out that nightmare, oh my God, you're either running away from it and then you figure out, holy crap, I can run towards a dream. And that's how you propel towards action. But you're going to go through that rejection, man. Rejection is part of the game. And if you're not willing to take the rejection, man, you got to read some books, man. You got to, you got to put your helmet on, right? No, no, definitely, definitely. How would you say, how do I articulate this question? How would you say you, you know, uh, differentiate uh, persistence with uh, pushiness? You know what I mean? Sometimes, like, when, whenever we're talking to customers and we really, really want to, because, you know, we're so excited and we want to give them value, nothing but value, but they think that we just want their money. But in actuality, we just want to help them. So how do you deal with that? So I, I tell my guys, listen, at the end of the day, you have to be persistent, right? Persistent effort is the key. I mean, a lot of times customers say, no, I'm busy. And I say, I understand you're busy, sir. The fact that you're busy, that won't hold you back from making a great decision today, would it? Absolutely not, right? So mm -hmm. you got to have, first you have to have rebuttals. You got to know exactly what process you're in the sales funnel, in the sales process, right? A lot of people have no clue. I, listen, I was that guy where I went out to the field, I wanted to be a sales guy, and I just was winging it. I was just lucky enough to kind of like, you know, <laughs> I just figured it out as I went. I just kind of figured out how to get the sale. But that's not always the way. That's not, that is not the way. Okay, I had to figure out a way. Like, holy shit. Like, I got to figure out how to teach this. You can't duplicate that. I can't throw a bunch of people out there. I a formula. I needed a formula. Exactly. So I created a formula, right? And, and there's a lot of formulas out there, right? There's a lot of great sales sales techniques out there. And I learned that you got to teach your guys a duplicatable duplicatable system. The system is what take care, takes care of your people. And you need to have a system, right? You need to have a system. Most big companies run on systems. And those people work for those systems. And that's why the CEO is sleeping somewhere making millions and millions of dollars a day because he created a system. He has systems working for him and he doesn't work for himself. Does that make sense? So I needed to when I was young, I was like, hold on a second. How do I create a system so I don't have to be the one that's always out there in the field? So I created a system and now I just plug and play people. Does that make sense? But I have to learn how to not be pushy because being pushy is completely different than being persistent. Pushy is when you're pushing your agenda. Persistence is when you know you're going to help the customer win. For example, if you're a doctor, right, and your and your and your client or patient comes in the, in the in the emergency room and his leg is like bleeding, gushing blood everywhere, his arteries ripped up, his gushing blood, and he's like, "Oh no, doctor, I don't want this medication." Now, is the doctor gonna be pushy or persistent? Persistent. Persi hey, hey, listen, yo, cuzzo, <laughs> if you don't take care of this leg right now, you're gonna be a one-legged hump. 
You might even be a stump. You still do, you may be a wealthy stump, but you'd be a stump. You, you better make sure to take this medication, whatever the case is. But if you don't believe in what you're selling, you're going to be pushy. You're going to come off rude and arrogant and disrespectful. And you don't want to be that pushy. You're desperate, guy. probably. Well, desperate, yeah. You, you're going to win in life through desperation or inspiration. I'd rather do inspiration all the way. All day. Inspiration all day. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, I yeah. agree with inspiration you. Inspiration all day. So you got to learn how to be persistent. It's a little bit, it's a technique, it's a, it's a science, it's an art than being pushy. Pushy is pushing your agenda. Persistent is persisting towards the customer's agenda to help them to be for it to be a win-win situation. And you gotta have that that art, that balance, and you know what I mean. So you understand how you're how you're you know you're you're persisting towards that that objective for that customer. So if a customer tells me, listen, I don't need to do this right now. It's too expensive. I say, listen, I understand it's too expensive. The fact that it's too expensive that wouldn't hold you back from making a good deal for your business. Of course, it's expensive, sir. That's exactly why I'm here. Because if it was cheap, it wouldn't work. Look at look at look at beat up hoopties. They don't work, my friend, but they're cheap. But look at the Mercedes, my friend. It works. You understand? So once you create value for the customer, they're not going to see you as, as, uh, as pushy. And if the customer says, hey, you're being too pushy, and I always tell them this, listen, sir, I take full responsibility you feel that way. I take full responsibility that, I, that you feel that I'm pushy. But please don't confuse my enthusiasm for me being pushy. I'm just really excited about helping you get this product in your hands or helping you get the service taken care of. That's my true intention, sir. Definitely. That sounds like a killer closing to me. Absolutely. Honestly speaking. I got I some massive techniques. I can't, I can't even argue that, bro. I feel like you sold me on whatever you're selling Absolutely. Right because at the end of the day, I'm there for the customer. I'm there for me. A lot of guys go out there as an entrepreneur. If you're, going, if you're creating a business and you're not creating value for your marketplace or value for your clients, you're going to fail. Because it's going to get tough. You're going to get rejection. No one's going to want it in the beginning because they're not going to understand yet. You have to go out there and have a fierce, fierce rhinoceros skin in the market. And people are going to hurt you. They're going to say some nasty things to you. They're going to throw things at you. They're going to throw tomatoes at you. So you got to be willing to say, okay, listen, I am doing this for the customers. The value is not about me making money. It's about me helping the customer. If I get paid for that, clock, clock, clock. At the end of the day, you need to focus on the money, but that's not your agenda. Your agenda is to serve as many people as you can. And by you serving other people and adding value to the marketplace, they're going to reward you in ways that you've never even imagined. And that's why omnipresence is key because you need that attention. Because if they don't know who the hell you are, you ain't making that money. And you ain't out of that value. It all goes back to attention. You're Absolutely. right. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I mean, this was, I mean, just to wrap this up. We got uh, a lot of value over here. Yeah, I got a lot of value. Actually, I can't wait to get back to work right now. Honestly, Mike, again, once again, you killed it with I'm excited to work. I'm always working, man. I'm, I'm sleeping and working, my friend. No, 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 definitely. I feel like you're the only one that doesn't sleep, actually. Because <laughs> you're out and about every time I see you. Listen. I wake up, I see you on the gram. I, I go to sleep, I see you on Facebook, Snapchat, whatever it is. Listen, no one's going to remember. But my... I do have a question for you. Yeah, Mike, no problem. When it's no problem. all said and done, what's yeah. the impact you want to have on the world, honestly speaking? And I'm sure plenty of people ask you this like you know what i'm saying my end in mind man i talk about this all the time you go to my website and check it out as well my end goal is to impact millions upon millions upon millions of people to help young entrepreneurs 15 16 17 18 19 years old to start building themselves building their brand building their businesses so that i can make an impact on them so they can add more value to it's a ripple effect i want to help them instead of doing drugs or smoking weed or drinking alcohol, I really, really, really want them to focus on the grind, focus on the hustle, focus on earning their pillow so they can change their life. Because at the end of the day, like for example, my mom's going to Israel right now, right? And she's like, oh, I want to go to Israel. You know what I told her? I'll buy your ticket. Just for me to be able to do that, I, I wasn't able to do that at 15, 16, 17. I always wanted to. But just for me to be able to pay a $1,000 ticket for my mom, which is not a lot of money, it's a 1000 bucks, which maybe some of you guys are probably making a lot of money. Maybe making 50K a year, you're like, oh, well, I did it for my mom. I understand that. But for me to be able to do that right now, it feels awesome. 
That thousand dollars doesn't make me like, oh my god, do I gotta eat this month? No, that thousand dollars is for my mother to buy a ticket so she can go spend time with her family. Just to be able to do some things like that and to be able to impact others, not just myself. Because at the end of the day, I tell you right now, I am not a flashy guy. I still drive a beat up Acura. <laughs> I don't care about how I look. I really don't. I got, I got, I got fifty dollars shoes. I got. $40 pants, I, it doesn't matter to me. And I can afford $300 pants. It doesn't matter to me. The point is about, am I adding impact? Am I adding value to the world? Or am I taking away from the world? And I want to leave a legacy in this world so that by the time I die, not only do, does my name last forever, I want the feelings that I created in people to last forever. Because people never, people will never forget what you, how you made them feel. They exactly. may forget what you say, but they will never forget how you made them feel. 100%. And that's my goal, to inspire young entrepreneurs, young salespeople to go out there and do what they want to do to either chase their goals, chase their dreams, or run away from the nightmares. That's really my end goal. Okay, last but not least, I know I know this was, uh, I said that was going to be the last question, but then another question came up. And I uh, just wanted to ask you, what would you say to your 15-year-old self if you were able to go back right now? What would you do things differently if, hmm. you, if you were able to do it? I never I never, I never, never live with regret. That's one thing I don't do. I just, everything that went through my life was actually the most positive, amazing thing. At 15, 16 years old, I was actually going through the foster care system. So at that time, what I would tell myself would be, hey, Mike, embrace the pain. The pain will make you who you need to be. Because a lot of times people go through pain and like, why me? Why me, God? Or whatever. And that was what I was asking God at 15 years old. And the reason, he didn't answer me then, but I understand now. Why me, why me? Is because I can now impact another 15-year-old who's going through what I'm going through. Otherwise, I can't put my hand out to him and raise him up. You understand? So why me, why me? Because one day, you, my friend, are going to tell another person who's thinking to say why me, you're going to give him your hand to raise him up. By the way, I actually live by this saying, guys, you young entrepreneurs out there, don't say why me, say try me every time. Don't hey, say why me. Hey, you know what I'm saying? Because hey, so, a lot of hey. people are always, they think that life is happening to them when it's oh, actually happening for them. Absolutely. Because it's a big lesson at the end of absolutely. the day. Nothing happens to you. you that's you think you got to take full responsibility for your life. Everything happens to you. Everything that happens to you, with you, for you, it's all because of you. And we're going to talk about that in another podcast, all right? But this was Spitting Fire, baby, by Michael Bariah. Listen. Straight Fire Volcano. Follow me on Instagram, mb.enterprise. Follow me on Facebook, Michael Bariah. Follow me on YouTube, and do me a favor, share this podcast with one of your young friends or, listen, it can be 50 years old. You're still young, my friend. You're 50 years young. Share it with a friend uh, and and do me a favor. If you know anybody, if you know anybody that would love to collaborate with us, okay, on our podcast for episode number three, four, five, and all the way to 1,000 episodes, do me a favor and shoot me a message on Facebook or Instagram. Love to hear your story. Thank you. And you guys want to promote yourself as well on the Instagrams and the Facebooks? Well, you got it? All right. If anybody does need help, well, need some more clients or something. Listen, let me promote this, guys, man. Listen, if you want to create cash flow for your business, if you need more money, if you're kind of worried about customer acquisition, these are the guys to contact. Cashflow Media, they're going to increase your cash flow, 10x your cash flow. If you're scared, if you're worried, if you don't know what to do, if you're kind of worried about the internet taking over, listen, these are the guys to talk to. You can contact me through the podcast, contact me through Facebook, Instagram. I'll definitely share the number with you. So do me a favor, enjoy your night, and have a good one. Spit and fire by Michael Barrage.